There was a man, a man born in Russell, Kansas. A man who I never met, but I still consider him a friend. A man who fought for his country. A man who rarely suffered defeat, except on the biggest of stages. His name was Bob Dole, and he died. We here at the I Can't Complain podcast mourn his loss, and wherever you are, Bob, I hope you finally get to be president. My life is proof. My life is proof that America is a land without limits. With my feet on the ground and my heart filled with hope, I put my faith in you and in the God who loved us all. This one's for you, Bob. I am convinced that America's best days. Don't boo him. Come. Come on. May God bless you and may God bless America. Thank you very much. Fuck yeah. Fuck yes. Oh, shit. Jesus, Jesus, Lord, Jesus, oh, Jesus Christ, oh, oh, Jesus, Jesus, oh, Lord, Jesus, Lord, Jesus, oh, shit, wow, oh, shit, oh, oh, shit, oh, oh, Lord, Jesus, oh, Jesus, get the water, nigga, Jesus Christ, Lord, have mercy, get the water, nigga, and go in there. Oh, the motherfucking bootleg fireworks shit! Oh, shit! Oh, shit! Now for the show. Thank you guys for joining me again. This is I Can't Complain. My name is John. Bob Dole passed away. It caught all of us by surprise. Nobody was expecting it. I mean, he was a 98-year-old man with cancer. So it totally came out of left field. And it, it hit me hard, so I figured I'd do that tribute, you know? It really fucked my weekend up when after he died, so thanks, Bob, for that. Um, Bob gave us an example, though, of... Uh, I think he provided us with a blueprint to what what each of us can do after we run for president and get nominated and lose. And that is just to continue living life. You got to continue living your life the best way possible. And I think Bob did that. Bob didn't keep trying to hold on to pay. He knew when to say enough is enough. Something we can't say about a man like Rudy Giuliani or countless others. Bob Dole was smart enough to when he turned 80, he just got the fuck out of a play. I didn't hear a word from this man for the last 15 years, and I respect that. And honestly, in regards to politics, you you don't win. You never win. Sometimes you feel like you might have won. I mean, if he would have got if he would have became president, he would have felt like he would have won. But you never really win. Everything is still up for debate. You know, we just keep arguing about the same shit decade after decade, so you know, honestly, for his health, it's probably good that he didn't win. He didn't become president. Straight up. That man doesn't live to 98 if he has to do four years of hard time in the White House. Christ almighty. Alright, we got some other stuff to talk about this week. It's going to be a... I don't want to call it a big show, but it should be an interesting show today. Um, There's a website called The Friendly Atheist, and I don't know anything about it, but this story caught my eye. Um, Genetic testing companies like vaccines because they want your soul. Taking a break from his usual sermons about his lord and savior, Donald Trump, 
self-prescribed, self-described <laughs> Christian prophet Robin Bullock, which is a man, chose to spread a different kind of conspiracy theory regarding COVID-19. This one involves genetic testing companies like 23andMe. I haven't watched the video yet. We're going to watch it together. But I think it's interesting because 23andMe, I, since I started this podcast, I wanted to do a 23andMe live on the podcast. You know, I swab my, I swab myself and, you know, send it in and then I get the results and I read them live on the podcast. You know, finally figure out what kind of white man I am. <laughs> I think I'm kind of Polish and Irish, but, you know, you never really know until you send away, you send away and you get the results back. So I've been wanting to do that for a while. So when I saw this, I think it's like a nice little tie in. Because evidently, if I actually go through with that and send my, send my DNA off to 23andMe, then uh, I guess they're going to have my soul or something. Let's watch a video. Let's get into this. It's two minutes long. I don't know. This is going to be a bunch of bullshit, but let's listen. I mean, I'm glad I found this before I sent my DNA off to 23andMe, right? So, so I, I need some real information from a trusted source like Robin Bullock. Joe Biden, the fool that sits in the White House right now, if he's in the real White House at all. Is that a... I didn't know that was on up for debate. On campaign podium had a sign on the front of it that said, Battle for the Soul of America. Mm. They knew what they were doing. Yes, they did. You're bringing me around, Robin. Your souls. I don't believe that anybody really wants my soul that much. I mean, come on. My soul, my soul is the equivalent of something you would pick up at the dollar store. Everybody else's soul is in a in high end high end department stores. You got to go to Nordstrom for most of people's souls. Mine, you can just wander down to the dollar store and stick my soul in your pocket and leave. Probably my soul is not that valuable, man. Souls. I have an inferior soul, and I know it. So they tested it. Yes, they did. And then they give people a shot, a vaccine. Mm. Whoever and the Lord had given me a prophetic word. The shot heard around the world. I love how the Lord always communicates to only one person, and then they. A person like Robin Bullock. I like how the Lord sends personal messages. If the Lord wanted to do the most good, couldn't he just... He needs to send this message to everybody instead of just one lunatic like Robin Bullock. I, I need the message to be delivered to me firsthand and not through this guy. Sorry, God. You mm. think that was the shot? I don't know, but it sure fits for now, don't it? Well, whatever fits into your, your little diatribe here, you know, what, whatever you can squeeze in to your little belief system, I, I guess we'll go with it, Robin. Then suddenly they come and stick a needle in somebody's arm. Yep, they break it in the middle and of the they night. they pumping you full of God knows what. Oh, they break it in the middle of the night and jab They're you. shooting things inside the human body that the human body was never created to, to live with. Mm, mm. Yeah, like we, we should have lived with smallpox for the rest of humanity. I agree with you, Robin. I'm convinced that's why all the DNA tests went skyrocketed. I believe he's convinced. Years or so before 10 before this happened. I believe that you are insane and you're convinced. I'm not questioning your um, convictions. I'm just questioning whether they're correct or not. Why? Because the souls of men were getting ready to be traded. Mm-hmm. Biden said, when Trump said, uh, was talking in the debate, then Biden looked at him and said, man, it's not going to be a good time. It's going to be a dark winter. 
Yeah. Hell yeah, it's a dark winter. That was a code word in 2001 yeah. for biological chemical warfare. What? Where they tested what it would happen in this earth if an agent in chemical warfare was released. Mm. That was the code word. How you know that, brother? How, How you know, know that? that? How you know that, brother? I got my ways. I got my ways. And I'm convinced that's what all those DNA tests were about. People say, well, you can't prove that. Maybe not, but you can't prove that it wasn't. Christ. There, that's the end of the video. There's no argument. I can't prove what I'm saying, but you can't prove the other way. So I guess we'll just, I guess it's up for debate. Anything that you can't, oh shit. I can't even, I can't even like, I can't even form coherent sentences to argue what the, against what this guy's saying. I guess he's, I guess he's against any unnatural, unnatural thing that, can contribute to saving lives. You would think that somebody that like believes in a higher power and believes in like an afterlife would actually be like the most concerned with saving lives. Like he believes there's like a place for each of us in like the next life or something. So you should be like more cons- you should be more concerned with maybe he is more concerned with my soul than I'm concerned with my own soul. I'm not concerned with my own soul at all. Christ Almighty. What I am concerned about, guys, what I am concerned about is uh that we all missed a unique opportunity to uh digitally li- what a segue here. We missed an opportunity to live digitally next to Snoop Dogg. Uh, Yahoo News, three plots of digital land next to Snoop Dogg's mansion sell for a total of 1.23 million. Well, I guess we could add all three for 1.23 million. Three plots of digital land on, on Metaverse platform, the Sandbox, located next to the Snoop Dogg mansion, have sold for a combined total of 1.23 million as buyers continue to purchase the most sought-after plots available. Wow. Look at this. I, I'm, I'm, I've dabbled in crypto. I don't know much about uh, like the NFT land or the uh, the land of like digital space like this, but three plots purchased using the Sandbox native sand token were directly next to Snoop Dogg's virtual mansion. That sounds like a place where I'd want to spend an afternoon. Maybe not a whole like evening or anything, but like a nice little two hours on an afternoon. I'd like to go to Snoop Dogg's mansion and then Snoop. <laughs> Snoop Dogg does have those like entertaining streams where he doesn't really know how to work the technology. I, I don't know. It appears like he doesn't know how to work technology, so he has like super long streams. I don't know if you guys have seen those, but he'll stream himself playing like Madden football and then just walk away and come back eight hours later and realize he hasn't turned the stream off. For a man that smokes as much pot as Snoop Dogg, he's got, at times, he gets really riled up and angry on those streams. Anyway, though. I guess if you purchased these like digital plots next to his digital uh, virtual mansion, you probably could have uh, heard him screaming from your digital digital land next to his when he gets upset. The trio were sold individually via an auction on the open sea in the form of three different estates. The most expensive plot of land purchased from the trio sold for four hundred and fifty three thousand dollars. I don't know how much money you have to have to spend four hundred fifty three thousand dollars. I guess it's a speculation that it's going to go up in value. I, I guess that's really what it is, kind of like uh, everything else in the digital space. But man, to spend to drop almost half a mil, to drop almost half a mil just to be next to Snoop Dogg digitally, you got to be loaded to do that. 
It says the incredible price. Yes, they are incredible prices. Attached to the estates were so high because of the locations of the plots and its proximity to the mansion, which can be one of the major factors in determining the price of digital land on the sandbox. Much like physical property, owning land close to a landmark, popular location, or celebrity house often warrants a higher price tag. I guess Snoop probably lives in like the Beverly Hills equivalent of the digital space. <laughs> I really don't know. I, I sh- I'm obviously like late to the party. Like you see a headline that people are spending half a million dollars just to live next to Snoop Dogg. And at that point, you have to realize that you're getting into the game way too late. It's almost like looking at Bitcoin at like $50,000 and you're like, man, I'm, I missed my chance, you know? Land, which is stored as an NFT on the digital Ethereum blockchain, is a piece of digital real estate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, game designers can use to build digital experiences such as games and population with its assets. A total of only total of only 166,000 lands will ever be available. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want land, go and get it now because it's running out. Not everybody gets to live in the digital space. You got to go and get your plot. And if you get a plot next to Snoop Dogg, I, I don't know the, the benefit of this. Um, owning digital land has become the hottest new trend with the metaverse, and has seen investments from major brands such as Adidas, alongside 165 partners in recent weeks. We missed, guys. We missed our opportunity to live next to Snoop Dogg, and I've been losing sleep at night. To, between Bob Dole dying this weekend and me finding out I'm never going to get to live next to Snoop Dogg. It's been a rough weekend. That sucks, man. I would have liked to live next to Snoop Dogg. Fucking Snoop. Snoop has stayed extremely relevant long after his music career has it's basically been over. I know he's been on a few singles, but I mean, Snoop Dogg. Good for you, man. Well, I guess it's not... Well, how much is his worth? If you can, if you can live next to him for half a million, his has got to be worth like millions upon millions. Christ almighty. So that counts as news, I guess. These, these count as news stories. But I saw a news story. I saw a news story this past week that should not have passed for news. And it has me questioning everything I know. Every single thing that I think that I knew about news, even online. This isn't print journalism. This is online journalism, which is, a, frankly, a lazier form. There's less, uh, you're not exactly fighting for space like in, you would in a newspaper. You're not fighting for like the, well, I guess you're fighting to have your headline seen, but you're not fighting, uh, you're not, there's, there's unlimited space online is basically what I'm saying. But I saw a news story this past week that has me questioning what, what we can actually print. And I think we've actually run out of things to print, which is unbelievable. But there's a, uh, I think it originates from the, uh, I think it's LAD Bible. It could be Lad Bible. I'm not sure. I'm not familiar with this website. It's based out of the UK. And from everything that I've seen, they don't do satire. Like, they post real news stories, but they're often just bullshit. And I think they're supposed to be funny, but they're not. So they have this story on the... I'm just going to call it the LAD Bible. And the headline is, Bar Worker Confused... To be still sober after downing eight vodka shots. Now, originally when I saw this headline, I thought it was like something... 
I thought maybe like vodka had vodka bottles had been accidentally like filled with water or something and like shipped to retailers and then people were buying. I thought this was like some sort of like an alert. I I genuinely thought that we need to be on the lookout for counterfeit vodka. I thought the Russians were trying to finally had had got their plan together to fuck us once and for all and had had put water in the vodka. But that's not what this is. That's not what this is at all. What this actually is, what you're about to hear, is a bullshit news story. A news story that shouldn't exist. Something that should have never been printed, even online, where you can print anything. This news story is is what I consider to be like... If you stumble upon this news story, you've reached the asshole of the internet. I used to have a phrase with my buddy Omari. We used to say that we knew the internet... And when you when you get intimately like familiar with everything on the internet, you can find yourself in the asshole of the internet, and that's where we are. That's where this story belongs. That's where I don't want to accuse this website of being all bad, but I'll just say this: the news story under this is um the news story after this one is Aldi worker spends fifteen minutes telling a man to move his car that isn't his. So that's what they print on this website. The, the story starts, a bar worker who couldn't understand why she wasn't getting drunk during a boozy night in eventually realized she was only drinking a fraction of the amount she thought she was. It starts off like an Onion article, but from everything I can gather, this is not a satirical, satirical website. This is a website that just posts bullshit, evidently. Kelly from Portsmouth, Hampshire, was enjoying a few drinks with her pal Marie earlier this month when she decided to use a syringe to measure out her vodka. Yeah. I think we've all been there. We've all measured out our vodka with a syringe during a, during a night in and get a of getting hammered. We've all done that. We've all been there, but three hours into the session, three hours in and two liters of Coke sunk. The 36 year old didn't feel tipsy at all. Stone cold sober after three hours of drinking. All that coke that she was drinking. Upon uh, on closer inspection of the syringe, Kelly realized she she had been pouring out five mil measures rather than the fifty mil she thought. Oh dear, oh dear is right. At this point, you got to sound the alarms, right? She realizes she's fucked up and she's been measuring incorrectly. You got to sound the alarms. You got to run out of your house and go door to door and tell everybody. Evidently, she's posing for pictures. By the way. She's posing for pictures. It's her looking unhappy with a syringe, an empty two liter of Diet Coke in a glass. I'm not even sure this actually occurred. I'm calling her. I'm calling out bullshit on this. And then she's posing with her friend, and their her friend's got a thumb a thumbs up, and they're like, they're just standing inside. They look happy, but at the same time, I look at them, and they might be they might be deranged. They might not have a they might not have a good grasp of reality. Anyway, quote, I was doing 2.5 mil shots, the syringe that they use. The syringe, I thought it was 50 mils and I just do half, blah, blah, blah. Quote, we worked it out. I had 20 mils, so not even a shot in three and a half hours. And I pretty much drank a two liter bottle of Diet Coke. We were just in absolute hysterics. I went in and I was like, you won't believe what I've just done. We were laughing about it for days after. I do believe what you've done. I believe that you have the ability to, to measure incorrectly using a syringe. Well, why are you doing this? That's, that was my next question. Why are you doing this? And she said, I wasn't really thinking. The funny thing is I actually work in a bar as well. So that's the ironic part of it. 
And it said Kelly has been using the syringe because she was trying to cut down on her calories and thought it would be a great way of keeping track of her intake. But it didn't go quite as well as she had hoped. She went on, I'm doing a bit of calorie counting at the minute, so I've just been measuring out my vodka into a jug. But I didn't have a measure because I'm in the middle of moving. So she already took her jug. If you're going to drink and you're measuring out your vodka in a jug, keep that jug close to you. Don't move it to your new house and then decide to get drunk at your old place. This is, this is so stupid. I thought, quote, I thought, you know what? I'll just use that syringe. That's 25 mils. And I thought it said 25 mils. I was about three and a half hours into drinking and I thought, I feel all right, which is a bit weird. <laughs> she wants to feel anything other than, I, than all right. She's drinking to escape feeling all right. She wants to feel something other than all right. I was wondering why I was still sober and thought Marie was trying to top up my jug. I said, do you keep topping up my vodka? Because hardly as any is going in, she said. And her friend said, no, why would I do that? Because I thought she, she thought her friend was trying to sabotage her diet. Quote, I even put the glass on the measuring scale. She has measuring scales. And I thought, I'll have a double. So I put five mils in. And when I put it on the scale, I thought, oh, no, what an idiot. I was actually drinking 2.5 mils of vodka. The article ends with, quote, I'm just a donut, basically. We were just laughing so much. But then I did play catch up. So it was all right. So at the end of the day, she got drunk and it took her it took her three hours to realize she was measuring her vodka incorrectly. And sprinkled throughout this article, there's pictures of her just standing outside. There's one where she's holding the syringe. Okay, she's outside next to a tree. She's holding the syringe in her right hand while her left hand, the palm of her left hand is on her forehead. And she's like, she's posing like, oh, so stupid. I'm so stupid. I'm, I'm such an idiot. I measured incorrectly. And then the next picture, she's moved locations. She's standing next to ferns and she's pointing at the, she's posing, pointing at the syringe that she used to pour her vodka out. So she's posing for pictures, what I have to assume the day after this occurred. I love the quote. I'm just a donut, basically. We were laughing so much, but then I did play catch up. So it was all right. It was all right. At the end of the day, you got drunk, right, lady? At the end of the day, you measured incorrectly. This isn't a news story. Even for the internet, this is not a news story. And from what I can tell, it, it's not satirical. It's not funny. It's not anything. This isn't anything. This isn't a story. Even to your friend that was there with you, this is not interesting. The only thing this is, for me, is absolutely shocking. The, in, the initial photo of her looking unhappy holding the syringe and an empty Diet Coke bottle in her glass. I guess, well, what can you really do with this story except get off the internet? That's really all you can do after reading this story is get the fuck off the internet if there's going to be shit like this on there. The digital space doesn't have to fight. The digital space is unlimited. It's not like a newsprint where you have to fight for space, whether it be on the front page or the second page or buried on the back. You know, you're not fighting for new space. So you can print, you can not print, but you can post anything online. But this news story is pretty much um, devalued the internet as a whole. If something like this exists on the internet, then you cannot take anything on the internet seriously. God damn. 
this this news art worse than Bob. This is this put me in a this put me in a bad mood. It was worse than Bob Dole's death. Worse than finding out I couldn't live next to Snoop Dogg digitally. This news story really threw me for a loop. It fucked my mind up. You, I don't know if you can tell as I'm reading that. I'm I'm reliving this article and I, I'm reliving this article and I regret it. I don't understand it. That's so fucking stupid. That's it. That's it for this week. That, that article pretty much. Oh, man. That article pretty much just ruined, just ruined my day. It's going to be a good week, though. It's going to be a good week because tomorrow I'm going to Long John Silver's with my friend Brett. We're going to finally do that episode for you guys. I know you've been asking for it for months now, and I'm finally going to deliver. We'll do the Launch on Silver's episode, and then next week I'm going to be traveling, so we'll do an episode on the road. And um, yeah, that's that's the plan. If you want to interact with the show, guys, I don't give the phone number out every episode, so let me give it out. I haven't given it out in a while. It's always in the description, but if you want to interact with the show, um, you can call our voicemail number. At 818-336-1146. 818-336-1146. Leave a voicemail. Maybe I'll play it on the show. Maybe I'll... Maybe... Maybe I'll just delete it. I don't know what I'm going to do with what you leave on there. But, um, yeah. If you want to interact with the show, do that. Uh, Have a good week. I guess that's it. Bye. May God bless you and may God bless America. Thank you very much.